This is Angus. Welcome to Angus's Appendices, a Kirby's Kids one-shot. Shot! Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening. We continue Captain America Month with Captain America number 100, April 1968. Yes, folks, number 100. What this was was the continuation of Tales of Suspense and the transition of that Tales of Suspense number 100 into the new Captain America comic book. This was the gradual evolution of Tales of Suspense, phasing that particular book out, which had been a science fiction, fantasy, and horror anthology, as we had detailed in our previous Captain America issue. This particular volume was written by Stan Lee and drawn by none other than Jack King Kirby. I am not going to delve into any Kirby Colonel in this particular episode, nor am I going to get into the background of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Instead, I'm going to take just an immediate deep dive into this particular issue. If you would like a Kirby Colonel and some background on the working relationship of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, I would encourage you to listen to our previous episode of Captain America, which was a two-part story found in Tales of Suspense. Now, on to Captain America, Cap, in his own magazine at last. Big premiere issue. Captain America, living legend of World War II, this monster unmasked. Frozen in a giant slab of ice stands the figure of a man, a man unique in all the world, a man for the ages, a living legend. Worshipped as a demigod by the northern tribe who found him, he has existed thus for two decades, until at last, behold, a mighty stranger comes, piercely produced, and proudly presented by Stan the Man Lee and Jack King Kirby. That is how this particular issue opens up. And essentially what we have is Captain America encased in ice and local tribes of natives looking very Eskimo-ish are praying in front of this frozen slab with Cap in it. Approaches then none other than Namor, the Submariner. And it's quite interesting as he gets this whole thing rolling. He flings this particular block of ice into the water and thus causes Cap to fall into the water and get carried off and he gets into Gulfstream. When he gets into that water and the waters begin to warm up, it then melts and he is quickly picked up by a submersible that is headed up by none other than the Avengers. The Avengers bring Cap into their sub where he is revived And they quickly realize that this is indeed the legendary warrior from World War II, Captain America. From there, we go ahead and head into the continuation of the story that had first started in Tales of Suspense number 99. That particular story has Baron Zemo ordering Agent 13, who is posing as female spy Irma Cool, to execute Captain America and Black Panther before they begin using a solar ray to destroy the United States. However, when she fires her first shot, it misses, and she convinces Baron Zemo that they can execute the heroes after they use the solar ray against the United States. Taking control of the room, Agent 13 then activates her hidden weapon to destroy the solar ray's controls. She, Captain America, and Black Panther begin fighting their way out of the control room. However, when they end up in a hallway, 
surrounded by guards, they escape through a ventilator shaft. In order to stop them, Baron Zemo then activates his robot, the Destruction, to go after the heroes. Captain America, Agent 13, and Black Panther fight the robot, and eventually Cap manages to stop it by destroying its motor controls. When Zemo and his men arrive, Zemo gets close enough for Captain America to grab him and unmask him, revealing that it's not actually Baron Zemo at all, but the pilot of the plane that was carrying Baron Zemo the day that Zemo had died. Realizing that they had been tricked, the stunned troops then shoot the pilot dead, and before they can act any further, Black Panther unmasks himself, revealing to them that he is the leader of Wakanda, and orders them to surrender to the Wakandan authorities and receive a fair trial for their crimes. The soldiers, with no other choice, surrender peacefully. With all the soldiers rounded up, Agent 13 contacts Nick Fury to inform him that their mission was a success, and Fury fires missiles at the solar ray satellite, destroying it. Later, Captain America, Agent 13, and Black Panther all leave Wakanda to return to the United States. What makes this particular issue interesting is not only is it a continuation from issue number 99 of Tales of Suspense, but this is the establishment of Captain America's own comic now in the Silver Age. At the time, again, Marvel was phasing out its old titles, which originally were for science fiction, horror, and fantasy stories, again in Tales of Suspense, but had quickly become dominated by Iron Man and Captain America stories, following their resurgence in popularity and just superheroes in general in the 1960s. At the end of this particular issue, Black Panther tells Captain America that he'll consider taking his place in the Avengers. He'll appear next in Avengers number 51, when he joins the team as Captain America's hand-picked replacement. This issue was an interesting one from a transition standpoint. It called back to Captain America's first appearance back with the Avengers in Avengers number four, finished up that Baron Zemo story, and launched now a new era for Captain America in the Silver Age. I truly loved the way Jack Kirby continued to evolve the Captain America character in his renderings. The action is great. The story that Stan Lee presents and the art go very well together. Again, this is Kirby and Lee in their prime. The other instances here that really shine are the action shots with Baron Zemo and his troops. There are bullets flying everywhere. There is lots of action, ducking, Black Panther leaping, Captain America using his shield to deflect the bullets away, an awful lot of movement and very quick snappy dialogue. The facial expressions, again, very well done, even to the point of Black Panther's eyes through his mask being very revealing and telling and expressive of any form of emotion that they wanted to get across. Kirby does a great job there. There's plenty of Kirby crackle, as is seen in many of the energy shots there, particularly as they're talking about a flamethrower and also the missiles that end up going up to hit the solar ray satellite to destroy it. Just vintage, vintage Jack. There's also a huge splatter shot when a control panel is put up in flames in Baron Zemo's lair. It's really, really cool. 
Again, I would highly recommend this particular issue, not only because it is the first appearance of Captain America in his own issue, his own book in the Silver Age, but it nicely represents the fine work that both Jack Kirby and Stan Lee were able to do when working together in their prime. It's vintage, classic Lee Kirby. So, kids, I would love to hear your impressions of Captain America number 100 from April 1968. Please leave us a message on the Anchor app or send us a message at Kirby's Kids Podcast at gmail.com. Excelsior! <laughs> <laughs>